Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Good morning. Happy Thursday. It's the 20th, and today we are back at the Bible Reading Plan podcast with Pete and Jesse and Livia Schuett. So thanks for joining us, you guys. Um, today we're going to be reading Romans 12, verses 1 through 8. Uh, I think it's Jesse's turn. Yeah. yeah. Jesse, you want to read this for us? Yeah. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mm -hmm. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ, we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. How, sorry, how far are we going? No, that's it. Thank you, Jesse. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Right, is there anything in this passage that seems to be sticking out to you guys? Yeah. Um, I think for me, something that's been fresh in my heart and mind, um, just as we like, you know, Brendan, like we've been doing house church ever since we moved back and I'm just gathering in our house weekly. And um, one of the things that um, has been kind of recently really stirring in me is um, just that how serious it is to be committed to community. Um, because, man, it, it sounds so cliche, but like Paul's giving, he gives example of, of the body, you know, in other places of scripture where he's like, man, we all are, are a specific part of the body and the body can't function um, you know, if it's missing one of its members, so like, you know, if I went to the grocery store and I didn't have my eyes, that'd be really hard to shop for some groceries. But like, you know, he's getting at that, like, you know, in, in, in verse six and on six or eight, where he's talking about each of the giftings that God has given us. And sometimes like, I think we, uh, in the, in the, you know, in the West, we can kind of overlook the fact that like God has given us each gifts. It doesn't matter if we're officially in ministry or not you know, um, there's a gift of serving, you know, there's a gift of teaching, there's a gift of encouragement. Like think about how simple those giftings are. Um, like, and I think sometimes we're like, well, it's too simple. That can't be a gifting, but it's like, no, like if God has given you the gift to like serve and love others well, like you need to tap into that because what that does is it, it, <laughs> it propels people closer to God's heart. They get to experience who God is through that gift of service that you have or, you know, through the gift of encouragement that you have, you know, um, last night someone came up to me, um, after I spoke at a ministry and, 
you know, just gave me a simple encouragement and I walked away and like, I felt God's heart for me in a, in a way that I hadn't felt in a really long time. And for him, he's probably just like, all I did was just simply encourage him. But for me, it changed, you know, my whole perspective on that night. And so I guess what I'm trying to say to can tie it all back together is like, God has given us each gifts. And sometimes I think we overlook how impactful they can be within the context of the community and the body but each of us are so needed, um, you know, you know, as we, as we pursue God's heart and as we pursue God's kingdom, like the body is incomplete if we're not stepping out in the gifting that God has given us. And mm-hmm. so, um, anyway, that, that yeah. was one thing that's really resonated. With I'll that. just, I'll just pick up on that. Um, the, the Roman church he's writing to is not, the Western church that we now know, right? This is a different context. And the church in the first century is hanging by a thread. I mean, they're multiplying like crazy, but each church is feeling they're hanging by a thread, right? They're feeling isolated. They're, they're, they're not, they don't have paid professionals doing this stuff. They're meeting in their houses. They're meeting in their apartments. Their apartments are being packed out. Imagine how stressed the husbands and wives are as they're like getting ready for the gathering and trying to clean up and like doing all the stuff that you guys do when you, when you get ready for people to come over their house. Um, and they're feeling like they're, they're alone in the world. They got the whole Roman emperor against them, the whole Roman emperor and empire against them. And then they feel like they're about to be squashed. Right. So the gifts that are given to the church to be shared is not just like a luxury it's not a, wouldn't it be nice if you shared your gift? Wouldn't that just be a blessing for all of us? Wouldn't we all be happier? It's like the church will not exist if people don't open their homes and express hospitality. They, the church will not exist if someone doesn't extort people, you know, sorry, exhort people, not extort. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the, the church would not exist if, if people weren't generous. Like right. we're used to more of industrial oh. models of church, you know, professional models of church that are self-perpetuating you know if you show up or not it doesn't really matter that's what we've learned a church is is something you come and you know enjoy and if i give my gifts wouldn't that be a great way to you know uh, help other people a little bit but i think the the future of the church really depends on these gifts being shared i just think about an, an art house church that we're leading it's like we all need to be able to offer something or else the thing dies i cannot like when you've got other things going on in your life, you have other jobs. It's like when you meet for church, you're, you're coming, coming off of work and you're opening up your house, you're getting dinner ready. You can't be everything, you know, for everybody. And so we've been doing like, you know, if, if I prepare something, I'm like, all right, Rachel, can you lead the time of prayer? Uh, you know, April, can you, can you do kind of like lead us in like some worship? Like Mark, can you like read the scripture and help us unpack it? Like, we have to share our gifts or else it just, the whole thing just dies, you know? So do it. Like, like you were saying, this wasn't the Western church. Like we've gotten so used to like even roles that we play maybe in, in a church setting, you know, um, how we can help out on a Sunday morning versus like how we can operate as children of God with our like identity that, you know, that's written into our identities, you know, Mm someone who, um, and I think that it takes, yeah, it takes boldness to operate in our identity. And the more we do it, the more comfortable we become 
yeah. um, operating as children of God in not only in just our community, but then we're more empowered when we are you know, encouraged by our community to go out in the world and to, to operate in that same context, to operate yeah. and to live as children of the light um, mm-hmm. in brokenness. And so I really yeah. like how you yeah, mentioned that as well. Yeah, and that brings me back to verse one of presenting your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. So I have a couple of things to say about that. <laughs> One is there's no volunteers in ministry, um, yeah. just members. It's members of the body who yeah. own it. You know, volunteers are people who are like, yeah, I'll give an hour of my time to come and right, right, the right. soundboard. I'll give an hour of my time to shake people's hands, whatever. That's how we're used to thinking of using our gifts. Mm. Um, although those are ways people use their gifts. I want to honor that, but yeah. we've kind of, kind of learned a really shallow version of that. There's no volunteers. They're just members of a body. The other thing is when we can't gather together in normal ways, um, we tend to think, well, worship, well, we're not worshiping anymore. You know, when are we going to worship again? It says nothing in here about singing to the Hillsong band. You know what I mean? Like it says nothing in here about uh, lights and a sound system. It says nothing about uh, a microphone and a preacher. It says Offer your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. That's your spiritual worship. That's the highest form of worship is to like what you said, Pete, to be committed to the new community, right? To be committed to the community of faith that God has built. And it's not necessarily going to look one way or the other. And so as we go through COVID, learning new rhythms of doing church, a lot of us are gravitating back towards the way worship used to be. And I sense God kind of pulling us away from that and going, actually, you're going to have to find new and deeper and better ways of worshiping that has to do more with you offering your gifts. Yeah. So at Victory Point, we've got some people, like when, when we don't have gatherings on a Sunday morning, people are forced to go, well, I miss church. What am I going to do? And it's been cool to see people take steps, like step forward and uh, start something in their house or to do yeah. something outside on the Victory Point lawn or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see that as them offering their gift. Um, and that, that diversifies, that's, that's more Pentecost kind of believing where the spirit is poured out and lots of people are leading. It's not just one person. So, um, I believe in that. Um, but I would love to hear just like, what does house church look like for you guys? Like what, can you guys just take us into, you know, walk us through like how you guys experience that? What, what, what typical night would feel like, um, how you guys lead what you know just kind of give us a window into that yeah man it you know we try and keep it as simple as possible but essentially it, it begins with just um you know sharing testimonies of how we've been seeing god work throughout our week um opportunities that we've had to you know engage um with people with jesus or or just ways we've been seeing god show up and then it kind of goes into uh worship in the word um and you know we try and weave in maybe like communion um you know a lot of weeks um and then it would close with praying and just asking god you know god as we leave this place um you know who are people that you want us to be focused on and and praying for or sharing with that sort of a deal um but then it also is we don't just have one person leading each week uh or like in, in terms of like it's not just the same person always bringing a message yeah um, the, the hope and the desire is that, you know, we're all stepping into that place of leadership where this isn't just like a, you know, one person is leading the house church all the time, but it's led by and through each of us 
um, as we devote ourselves to each other, to prayer, to worship mm -hmm. in the Word. And you guys are meeting in so, your house or multiple houses or what? Yeah, typically it's our house. Um, but that's mostly just because uh, a lot of the people who are coming are either living with parents or don't have <laughs> to uh, come. Uh, about um, how many people are gathering with you guys in your house? Kind of varies. Anywhere between 10 and 15 mm -hmm. uh, people will come each week. So Yeah. So what's the hardest part about all of that for you guys? And what are you learning through it? I think one of the challenges we face is um, kind of what Peter was saying, the commitment piece. Um, we are running with lots of younger, young adults. Um, and I think that there, it can sometimes, um, we feel like it can be like a group, you know, where it's like, I'll show up this week, but, oh, I have something going on next week. So I'm not right. going to be there. And our heart is that um, we're committed to each other and, we'll do everything we can to be present with one another. Um, and to, because I mean, otherwise it's really challenging to be, to create a space for, um, you know, vulnerability and for um, authenticity if you don't know the people that you are chasing after God with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and so we, yeah, we really believe in creating a space for um, authentic doing life, you know, where, where we have the, the place the place for people to feel like I can, you know, if I have confession, anything I need to confess this week, I know these people are going to receive me and they're going to empower me to, to overcome my sin, um, mm. by the blood of Jesus. But, um, we want to create the space where that's, that's kind of the, um, commitment we're all making to each other is that mm. we're going to be authentic. And that's really challenging for us, um, yeah. for any community yeah. when, when it's kind of a wishy-washy, Thing. I don't know how yeah, and I think that was even what was just on my mind when we first opened up this verse and I started unpacking my thoughts. It's just like, you know, in the context of community, we're each needed because we're, we're missing something if we're not showing up. You know, it's not like you need to show up so that you can get something from community. It's, you know, you need to show up because your community is missing out on what God has gifted you with. There's something yeah. that God's placed in your heart that you are bringing to community and it actually edifies and helps the body grow because yeah. you're present. Yeah. And so, yeah. Isn't that interesting that what you guys, that I just imagine I'm right now I'm talking to, you know, a couple who's leading a house church in Rome right now. Like mm -hmm. I, I guarantee you they are, would have been experiencing the exact same things, mm -hmm. man, these, these young Romans and they don't commit to anything and they don't show up for worship and they don't offer their gifts, you know, they don't contribute. And we're left with the, the lion's share of all the leadership stuff. Um, and we're missing out on this. So, um, I, I, it just, it's, isn't it cool that, that the people who scripture was written to were humans like us who experience a lot of these same leadership challenges, you know, personal challenges, communal challenges, that's that's just really cool, yeah. um, and I I totally empathize with what you guys are saying. That's that's the key, right? Like we to go back to again the professionalism of ministry. We are used to just kind of showing up whenever we want and yeah. checking in, checking out. It doesn't really matter. And uh, this is a new way of being church. It's a new way of doing discipleship and mission. And as much as we want it and say we want it, it's still hard to live into those rhythms. Um, yeah. And, and that's what, and we need it. You know, we need those, we need that for ourselves. We need that level of community and accountability and um, 
you know, to be able to have outlets and uh, ways to encourage others. Um, and that's something that we see our, our missional communities struggling with too, is uh, missional community leaders going, I'm, I'm kind of burned out here, or I feel like I'm doing everything. And the challenge it is for them to like, you know, all right, let's gather some, who can we intentionally invest in and bring some people around us so that, um, so that we can have a solid leadership team that can carry, carry this forward. People who are, who's really, really committed to this, that we can invest in and really call to the table. So, and that's, that's just a, a totally different way of thinking for people who are used to going to church, myself included, you know, to be able to pull people together and go, Hey, this is our thing. How are we going to take care of it? And how are we going to offer ourselves as bodies, as living sacrifice together? So good. So good, man. Well, thanks you guys for joining today. And um, for those of you who are joining in a missional community and uh, house church at Victory Point, just be encouraged. Pete and Jesse are doing this stuff too. Um, we're all on this journey together, figuring out how to do church differently. And it's good for us. It's good for us to do. These challenges are good challenges to have. They're not um, foreign to the story of God. They're not foreign to the story of discipleship throughout the ages. This is normal and natural for us to struggle with these kinds of things. And um, and God's there with us um, to, to pour out the spirit and that we would overcome those barriers and become the churches and the church that God has called us to be. Um, and for people who aren't involved in that, who are kind of staying at a distance from, or... Um, maybe don't see the value and really just want to get back to corporate worship. Um, it might be a while, be, even if we begin gathering corporately, um, it probably won't feel the same way that it's felt before. And um, there's an opportunity right now to offer your gifts and we're missing your gifts. If you're not, if you're not diving into church, even one week of you not diving into uh, a worship expression in a house or in a park or wherever that it is, we miss out on your gifts that you have to give to the church and we need you. We need you part of this body because um, God has got a mission of justice and salvation that he wants to bring to the world and you are a part of it. So um, everybody go in peace, uh, be well, and uh, reach out to me. If, if you want to get connected to a missional community at Victory Point, I'd love to plug you in. Thanks Pete and Jesse for leading us in discussion today and we will be with you tomorrow. Bye. Thanks, Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Mm-hmm.